Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 2 Corinthians 6. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would be separate, holy to you in our lives. We pray that we would grow in that as we read this chapter. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 2 Corinthians 6. Now, because we are fellow workers, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, At the acceptable time I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We are giving no one an occasion for taking offense in anything, in order that our ministry will not have fault found with it, but commending ourselves as servants of God in every way, in much endurance, in afflictions, in distresses, in difficulties, in beatings, in prisons, in disturbances, in troubles, in sleepless nights, in going hungry, in purity, in knowledge, in patience, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, in love without hypocrisy, in the word of truth, in the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left hand, through glory and dishonor, through slander and good repute, regarded as deceivers and yet truthful, as unknown and yet known completely, as dying and behold we go on living, as disciplined and yet not put to death, as grieving but always rejoicing, as poor but making many rich, as having nothing and possessing everything. We have spoken freely and openly to you, Corinthians. Our heart is open wide, You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your affections. Now, in the same way, in exchange, I am speaking as to children, you open wide your hearts also. Do not become unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what participation is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? And what agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what share does a believer have with an unbeliever? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will live in them and will walk about among them, and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the all-powerful Lord. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. Paul has been defending the way he is going about preaching the gospel and also explaining the gospel at the same time. He starts chapter 6 saying, Now, because we are fellow workers, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. I think we could take this as fellow workers with Christ. So Paul is urging them to take hold of this grace because that is what Christ wants. But also the Corinthians can be fellow workers. So Paul is encouraging them to be working with him. Paul says, now is the day of salvation. So there is a lot of work to do to bring the message of salvation to people. So he says he does everything he can to bring that message in a way that people will hear. He does it through a lot of suffering. He mentions several things that he has personally been through, such as being in prison. But then he switches to his manner of going through those things when he mentions patience and in the power of God. He uses several contrasts like, as poor, but making many rich. Paul didn't have much money because he wasn't taking money from many of the people he preached the gospel to. 
But the gospel is riches, and by teaching people, he was making them spiritually rich. Paul says he's been open and giving to the Corinthians, and he wants them to be open to him. You can feel the emotion there and how much Paul has put into them and how painful it is when they are turning away from Paul. Then in verse 14, Paul says, Do not become unevenly yoked with unbelievers. While this could be a totally new subject, I think we should see how it fits in the context. Paul has been begging the Corinthians to work with him and open their hearts. If their hearts aren't open to Paul, then what are their hearts open to? Possibly the people who are stirring them up against Paul, or as he goes on, more likely non-believers in the community of Corinth. Remember in 1 Corinthians, Paul spent chapters dealing with sexual sin and why fornication is wrong, with idolatry and why they should not be participating with idol worship. We aren't so familiar today with yoking animals together, A yoke is something you put on the animal's neck and shoulders so that they can pull a load. When you have a large load, you will yoke two animals together so that they can together pull the load. So the yoke goes across both of their shoulders. If you yoked two animals that had different capabilities, it would not work well for either the animals or the load you're trying to pull. You need two well-matched animals to pull together to pull a large load. So Paul says it doesn't make sense to try to work together with an unbeliever. Paul started this chapter talking about fellow workers. So if the Corinthian Christians are enticed by the worldly, idolatrous people of Corinth, they will be unequally yoked. They won't get anything done, and it will hurt them. So Paul strings together several Old Testament quotations about being separate to God. And now for a deeper dive. How could we be unequally yoked today? One of the common applications made of this passage today is about Christians marrying non-Christians. That is a very strong yoke. I don't think that was the main point Paul was trying to make here, but I think it is a very valid application of the principle. But if we try to make this passage just fit marriage, we will miss a lot of application in our lives. What are you trying to accomplish in your life? We could apply this to business. Not that a Christian cannot work for a non-Christian, But if our goals are to get ahead in that area, we are going to have this issue. We cannot serve God and money. There are lots of people in the business world who have very different goals than God's goals. So we have to be careful about joining up with them. We have to be in the world, but not of the world. If we are really trying to follow Jesus, we are going to look different. We can be a team player at work and try to help everyone. But we cannot forget that we are first on God's team. We can't just go along with whatever the team wants to do. We can have friends in the world, but we have to remember that our best friend is Jesus and be loyal to him first. We are friends with our boss, and that is Jesus. We work for Jesus. Now, Jesus may place us at a company, and we may draw a paycheck from that company for many years, but we know that Jesus is just paying us through the company. Every check is signed by Jesus. So when they encourage lying at work, our boss doesn't want that. And we aren't worried about losing that job because Jesus is our true boss and he can place us somewhere else or pay us in other ways we cannot even imagine right now. So yes, if this applies to business and friendship, it certainly applies to marriage. Are we holy? Set apart? For God? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.